Well, turn in your Bibles to Leviticus 23. And we said, Leviticus 23, why in the world would we go all the way back to Leviticus? Why are we looking at the feast? We're looking at these holidays or holy days that God set to the nation of, uh, to the nation of Israel. And when we're looking at them, there's really three things there. It was to set the nation of Israel apart. The Mosaic law and the feast days and the sacrifices and the priesthood and, and the food they could eat, all of that made them a unique people. In fact, the Bible calls them a peculiar people, meaning they're set apart, they're different than any other group. Second, it was to remind them of God's acts, His power and protection. When you think of Passover, they remembered coming out of Egypt and, and the Feast of First Fruits was how God protected them. And the, I mean, just so many different things. And then, this really all looks forward to the Messiah. And when you think about it, Jesus Christ died on Passover. Jesus Christ rose on first fruits. The church began on the day of Pentecost. We're seeing that all these feasts that are in Old Testament all tie together to Jesus Christ, our Savior, and how they all fit together. So last time we talked about Passover, and we spent a pretty good bit of time looking at the Feast of Passover and look back over how God delivered uh, His people from the bondage of Egypt, but it was also looking forward to the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who take away the sin of the world. This morning, two more, we're going to look at unleavened bread and first fruits. They all go together. In fact, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits all go together. They're all within a week of each other. In fact, the whole thing fits together, and We'll see how that fits together when we do it. Well, we have great truths concerning the Bible, and that is this, that Jesus Christ died and rose again. He died on the cross to pay for sin, and he rose again to conquer death. And one of the great truths about his resurrection is that every human being will exist forever. Some will live forever with Jesus Christ. It's called eternal life. Some will live forever. Uh, let me say it this way. Some will exist forever with Jesus Christ. It's called eternal life. That's life. Some will exist forever separated from Jesus Christ. It's called the second death or the lake of fire. And so when, the peop when you start looking in the Bible about resurrections and people living forever and everything... There are two resurrections in the Bible. We'll talk more about it. We've mentioned it before. We're going to actually see it in the book of Revelation in chapter 20 and more details there. But we're going to see two resurrections, the resurrection of life and the resurrection of death. And we'll see how that ties together. Now, as we start, let's just remind ourselves, there are five types of feasts that we've been looking at. The weekly feast is called the Sabbath. The monthly feast is called the new moon. There are at least seven yearly feasts found in, Revelation, uh, in Leviticus 23, but there are other yearly feasts feast, then there's some non-yearly feast, and then there's some special feasts. So over the weeks, and we'll take a break, of course, and have some Christmas messages and everything, but over these weeks, we're seeing how these feasts all fit together. So what we saw last time was, the, uh, or the last couple of times, we saw the Sabbath, which was once, uh, work six days, rest on the seventh for us. The principle is you ought to have at least one day in which you spend time worshiping God and resting and not working. And then we saw the new moon, which is at the first of the month. Sometimes they would take two days, sometimes one day, and it was to remind themselves, once again, of what God has done for them. And then we saw Passover, which was last time, and we realized the Passover was for them to remember how God delivered them from Egypt, from the bondage of Egypt, by putting the lamb, the blood on the door, and they came out. We realized that the Passover is the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ, and how his blood was shed to deliver us from the bondage of sin. And so we're beginning to see how all these things tied together for us. Let's go back, and we're going to see two more yearly feasts. One is going to be the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the other is First Fruits, and we'll talk about how they tie together and those kind of things. So look again at Leviticus chapter 23, verse 4. We're going back, and let me just say something that uh, sometimes Passover 
unleavened bread, all of that is called the same. You'll read in the Bible and it'll say, on the first day of unleavened bread when the Passover was to be sacrificed. Well, if you go back to Leviticus, Passover's on the 14th day of the month and the first uh, unleavened bread starts on the 15th and goes through the 21st. So they're actually two different things. But a lot of times, some people would just say, unleavened bread, and they meant Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits, all three feasts, all at the same time. Sometimes they would just say, it's Passover, and they still meant all three feasts, even though Passover was just on the 14th day of the month. So sometimes you'll read in the Bible, and it'll say, on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when the Passover lamb was to be sacrificed, and you could say, well, no, 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 the Passover lamb is sacrificed on the 14th, and the first day of unleavened bread is 15th. Sometimes they just mentioned it all at the same same time, but they are different and unique. Um, this is Leviticus chapter 23, verses 5, 6, and 7. Notice this. I want to remind you. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month is the Lord's what? That's Passover. Then notice, on the 15th day of the same month, there is the feast of unleavened bread to the Lord. For seven days, you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day, you'll have a holy convocation. You're not doing a laborious work. A holy convocation means a Sabbath day. So the 15th day of the month on a Jewish calendar was always a Sabbath day. That meant rest day. That didn't mean it was a Saturday. It just meant it was a rest day. In some weeks, they might have three Sabbath days. It's possible, okay? So I wanted to remind you that. This is also verse 10. We're going to see it this morning. Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land, I'm going to give you, and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. We're going to talk about it. The Feast of First Fruits is one we're going to look at today. It is found in that time period. Let me just remind you. The 14th day of the first month is Passover. The 15th through the 21st is unleavened bread. In that week, there's a, sab- a Sabbath day. And then there is a, and that's the, the, the last day of the week was Sabbath day. And then the next day was Sunday, the first day of the week. That day was always called first fruits. So we'll talk about it so you can see it and see how it fits together in just a minute. So let's remind ourselves, Leviticus 23, 5 says, On the 14th day at twilight is the Lord's Passover. Let's read it again. Let me remind you of something. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at twilight is the Lord's Passover. What day did Jesus Christ die on? He died on Passover on the 14th day of the month. And that was during the day, is that right? How could he eat the Passover meal the night before? Because Jewish calendar at sundown, it is the next day, and it always has the night first. So on the 14th day of the first month in the evening was, was Passover, and it was in the evening, that was the night. The next day is still Passover, still the 14th day of the month, and Jesus dies on Passover. So he could eat the meal the night before and die on the, the next day, and that's still the Passover day, because the Jewish calendar, the, at, like tonight, at 6 o'clock tonight, is Monday night Jewish calendar, because it's Monday night tonight, and tomorrow is Monday day. 
So that's just the way the Jewish calendar works. They got that from God back in Genesis when he said, and the evening and the morning were the first day, and the evening and the morning were the second day. So I just want to remind you that the 14th day at twilight, Lord's Passover, that's when Jesus ate the Passover meal. We saw that it was a foreshadow of the death of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Jesus died on Passover as our Lamb without spot to redeem us. Then, if you notice, there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Look at 23 verse 6. Then on the 15th day of the same month, there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And it was the, with no leaven. Leaven was a picture of sin. And as they got ready to leave Egypt, they left so fast that they did not have time for the bread to rise or anything. And so they had no leaven. And so at this particular feast, on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, as they got ready for this feast, they would get all the leaven out of the household. And this is the spring. This is where spring, spring cleaning started. In the idea of in the spring, you clean out your house, get everything ready for the summer. The Jewish people, on the 15th day of the month, as they got ready, they got cleaned out all the leaven so there would be no leaven for the whole week that was symbolic of that. And notice in verse 7, it says, On the first day of, the fifth, uh, of, the, of that month, you shall have a holy convocation. That meant it was a Sabbath day. Let me remind you of something that we taught. Most people teach that Jesus died on Friday because the next day was a what day? Sabbath day, which would be Saturday. And then the next day is Sunday. And so people teach that Jesus died on Friday and rose on Sunday. That's what everybody teaches. The problem with that is found in Matthew 12, 38 through 40, where Jesus says, As Jonah was in the great belly of the fish three days and three nights, so must the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. If you take that, Jesus Christ did not die on, on Friday. He most likely died Wednesday morning, okay, on, during the calendar. You get three days and three nights that way. Some people say, but it said that the next day was a Sabbath day. That's true. The 14th day of the first month Passover. What's the 15th day of the month? It's the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It is a holy what? Convocation. It's a Sabbath day. The day following Passover is always a Sabbath day. So when Jesus died on the cross, if it was Wednesday, like I think, I think it was, the next day would be a Sabbath day because it's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So I just wanted to remind you of that. If you've got questions, we can talk about it in the groups or even at the end we can raise questions about that sort of thing. Notice verse 8. But seven days you shall present an offering by fire. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall do so. The feast of the feast of unleavened bread started with a uh, with a Sabbath day and ended with a Sabbath day. That's why you could have in one seven day time period you could have three Sabbath days. Now that would be fun, wouldn't it? I mean, three days you take off, and that's what they taught. That's how it all fit. Now let's talk about unleavened bread. Okay, leaven is a picture of what? Sin. That's, that's how it is in the scripture most of the time. So unleavened bread is basically a picture of no sin. And there is a dual aspect. And let me put this here. Unleavened bread is a picture of no sin. There is a dual aspect. It is a picture of the holy life of Jesus, but it is also a picture of the holy lives of believers. Just as Christ was the sinless lamb, there was no leaven, believers are to walk in holiness. He says, be ye holy for I am holy. That's what he says. So unleavened bread is a picture. And let's think about it this way. Jesus died on the cross on what day? 
Passover. Then the unleavened bread is a picture of sinless life. And we're going to see in a little bit first fruits. And that's a picture of resurrection. So when you look at it, Jesus died on Passover. He had lived this perfect sinless life. And he rose on first fruits. And that's how it fits together. Now, for the Jewish mind, they said to themselves, we, pass, we killed the lamb on the 14th day because we remember how God brought us out of Egypt and we're supposed to be holy people. And first fruits is when we bring the first out of the ground, uh, the first fruits from the ground, and say to God, thank you for giving us stuff from the ground. Well, the first fruits, who's the first one to rise from the dead, never to die again? Jesus Christ. So we're going to see how it fits here in just a second. So here is, uh, in Exodus 19, verse 6, God says to his people, and you shall be me to a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. That's what the Feast of Unleavened Bread was all about. And so think about this. You're Jewish, and it's time for Passover Unleavened bread, first fruits, they all go together. So you get everything ready. And before the feast starts, you go into your house and you get all the leaven out. And then on the 14th day of the month, you sacrifice the lamb, which look back to coming out of Egypt, but it is a picture of Jesus dying for us. Then you have a whole week, starting with a Sabbath and ending with a Sabbath, in which you think of holiness and righteousness, which is the life of Christ, which is also the life of believers. And then right in the middle of that, right after a Sabbath day, after the Sabbath day, which would be Sunday, the first day of the week, there is a, free, a feast that you would go out and you would take out of the ground the first fruits and you would take it to God. And you'd say, thank you for the first fruits. We're going to see that that's a picture of who? Jesus Christ. He is our first fruit. He's the first one to ever rise from the dead. And we'll see it as we go through it. Notice right here, this is unleavened bread. He says, you may be a new lump, just as in fact you are in fact unleavened. He's calling the church unleavened. For Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. He's saying we're as believers are to live righteous, holy lives. So unleavened bread is a picture of holy living. It is not only a picture of Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, but it is a picture of believers. So when we look at these feasts, we say, how can we apply this? Well... We can apply Sabbath day. It means we rest at least once a week. We see new moons. We say at least monthly or, or on, a, on an ongoing basis. Let's think about what God has done for us. On the 14th day of the first month, we remember that Jesus is our Passover lamb that died for us. When we think about the Feast of First Fruits, we think Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. But as believers, we're supposed to live holy lives. Be holy because the one who called us is holy. And so all of that ties together. Now, let's look at first fruits. Now think about this. 14th day, Passover. 15th to 21st, unleavened bread, Sabbath day, Sabbath day. In that time period, there's another Sabbath day, which is the real Saturday. Wherever it landed, the next day was Sunday, and that's the feast of first fruits. Now I want to show you something and show you how it fits together. First fruits is a picture of resurrection. Leviticus 23.11 says, the day after the Sabbath. Now, let me remind you of something that you may have not thought about. There's two views on this. The Sabbath was the 15th. Is that not right? The 15th of the month was always a Sabbath. Am I right? Well, some say the day after the Sabbath was the 16th. And so they would say that, unle that the Feast of First Fruits always was on the 16th of the month. 
14th is Passover, 15th is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Sabbath day, 16th was the Feast of First Fruits. So some say that it was always the day after the, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But there also there was the Sabbath after the Sabbath in the week. This was the real Sabbath, and so that was always on a Sunday. I take it the second way because Jesus... If you're going to get three days and three nights, the, the Feast of First Fruits would not have been on the 16th when Jesus died on the cross. It would have been the day after the real Sabbath. When I say real Sabbath, the Sabbath in the week. I don't know if that makes sense or not. That may be too much detail. I just want you to see that because some people would say Passover's on the 14th, Feast of First Fruits is on the 15th, Feast, excuse me, a Feast of Unleavened Bread is on the 15th, and the Feast of First Fruits is on the 16th. Some would say that because it's a Sabbath day. But the best that we can see is I think it's after the Sabbath. Sometimes a holy convocation is called a Sabbath, but the Sabbath was Saturday. And so I think that the, be the best way to look at it is the Feast of First Fruits. First probably on the day after Sabbath because Jesus rose from the grave on what day? What day did he rise from the grave? What day of the week? On Sunday, on the first day of the week. So uh, that week, it tied in perfectly, and we'll see how that goes. Okay, so uh, we know this, that Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday, the Feast of first fruits. So let's put this down. Jesus died on Passover and rose from the grave on first fruits. He died on Passover, lived a sinless life, rose on first fruits. So let's talk about something for a second. Let's talk about this first fruits thing. Let's talk about resurrection. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15, 20. But now Christ has been raised from the dead. The what? What's he called here? First fruits of those who are asleep. What was that feast called? First fruits, okay? He's the first fruits. For in Adam, all what? Die. In Christ, all will be what? Made alive. How can in everybody in Christ be made alive? Because what did he do? He died on the cross, paid for sin, and he rose again to conquer death for everyone. 1 Corinthians 15. But each in his own order. There's Christ, the first fruits. After that, those who are Christ at his coming. So I want you to understand that Jesus died and rose again. So let's talk about resurrection for a second. And I think it's important. We've talked about it a number of times. We're going to see it again in the book of Revelation. When do, when do people get raised from the dead? Who is the first one to be raised from the dead? What day did he rise on? First fruits, okay? Now watch this. Let's talk about it. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. We will see this in the next week or two. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the what? The first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power. They will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for what? A thousand years. What we find out is there's a first resurrection, and we could say a second resurrection. We could say it this way, a first resurrection and a second death, and they're separated by a thousand years. Let me show you. The first one's called the resurrection of life. The second one is called the resurrection of death. Let me show you how it fits together, okay? Here is the first resurrection. Here is the second resurrection, which is the resurrection of death. This is the resurrection of life. To be in the first resurrection, you have believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life. Who's the first one to rise from the grave? Jesus Christ. This is part one of the first resurrection. After that, it says, after that, those at Christ's coming. When Christ comes, who's going to be raised from the dead? 
the church, the body of Christ. And then when he comes as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who's going to be raised? The Old Testament saints and the tribulation saints. So the first resurrection has three parts. Jesus first, church second, Old Testament and tribulation saints third. This is called the first resurrection. Jesus comes back, sets up the kingdom. Blessed and holy who has a part in the first resurrection over which the second death has no power. So let me show you this. The first resurrection has Jesus Christ first, the church second, and the Old Testament and tribulation saints third. They come and that all happens and we go into the millennial kingdom. Now, there'll be the thousand year reign of Christ and then there will be the second death or the second resurrection. And let me show you that one. Here will be the kingdom, the first, Jesus, church, Old Testament tribulation, we're all in there, we're ruling here. Then there will be another resurrection called the resurrection of death. It is also called the second death. And the unbelievers from all time will be raised to stand before Jesus Christ at the great white throne judgment. This is the second resurrection or the second death. You don't want to be in this one. You want to be in this one. If you have believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life, this is us right here. Any Old Testament believer who had believed in Jesus or believed in the Messiah and trusted him, they're coming here. Any tribulation person who gets killed, they'll be raised and go here. This is called the first resurrection. There'll be the millennial kingdom, and then there'll be the second resurrection or the second death, and that's the unbelievers that will be raised. So let me put it this way, that Revelation 20 verses 11 through 15, we will see that in a couple of weeks, and that's the, called the second death, and that's that resurrection. So here we see this. Believers in the first resurrection, that's the resurrection of life. Unbelievers, the second death, and that ends up in the lake of fire. So we think about these feasts. Jesus died on Passover. He lived the sinless life of unleavened bread, and he rose on first fruits. Does this make sense? Okay, because we're going to have time for questions in just a second. But is this making sense? Of these feast days, these are the three spring feasts. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits. We believe that Jesus died on Passover, that the unleavened bread was a picture of a sinless life, and that after the Sabbath day, which means the first day of the week, was the feast of first fruits, and, and that's when that Jesus rose from the grave. So let me give you some applications, and we'll open it up for questions, and then you can go to your rooms. But we want to live holy lives in a fallen world. That's what we want to do. Since the Feast of First Fruits is supposed, I mean, excuse me, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is about holy lives, we should be that way. And Philippians says we should be innocent, blameless children of God, above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which we shine as lights in the world. So when we think of unleavened bread, we think of Jesus living the perfect sinless life. We think of us living righteously and holy and godly in a fallen world. The second application, the resurrection that we'll be in is determined by our faith in Christ or our rejection of Christ. Think about it. By faith in Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. That is the first resurrection. Those who reject Jesus Christ, they have what they call the second death. They end up in the lake of fire. And that's what that is. So I think that's it right there. Yeah, that's it. So I wanted you to understand it. So let's think about it. Once a week... You should do what? Rest. Once a month, what should you do? Rest. 
Think of, rest and think about Jesus Christ. On the 14th day of the first month, what should you remember? That Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who took away our sin. What do we think about from the 15th to the 21st unleavened bread? We think of Jesus as a sinless, perfect Lamb of God, but we also think that we as believers are to live holy lifestyles. Then the Feast of First Fruits. What did the Jewish people do on the Feast of First Fruits? They went out and they got what? The first of the crop. What happened on first of, Feast of First Fruits? Jesus rose from the grave. He's the first one. What resurrection do we want to be in? First resurrection. Who's a part of the first resurrection? Jesus, church, and who else? Old Testament and tribulation saints. Does this make sense? Okay. Uh, do we, anybody want to be in the second resurrection, the resurrection of death? Anybody want to be there? No. How could any of us be there? And when I say us, I don't mean the believers. If there's a person living on this earth, and Jesus Christ comes to get us and takes us out, and they go through the tribulation and take the mark of the beast and never believe, one day they will be put to death. They will be raised at the end of the thousand years for the second death or the second resurrection. And their names will not be found in the book of life and they will be cast where? Into the lake of fire. So if a person doesn't believe, that's when they get... that. If they never believe, they will be ultimately at the second death the second resurrection, and they'll be cast in the lake of fire. Okay, we got time for a couple of questions. Any questions? Anything before we break? Did you have a question, Adam? Oh, good. Okay, I have to come over because I can't hear. Okay. It's not that I'm old. I just can't hear. Okay. Yes. Of the week that we're looking at, I think, I know we rose on that Sunday uh, if Passover was on Wednesday, Wednesday night would be the 16th, 16th, 17th, 17th, uh, probably the 18th or 19th, if you could get three days and three nights. You can get three days and three nights on the 17th. If he rose on the 7th, uh, if he died on the, oh. Passover would have been Thursday night, the 14th. Okay. So, so he would, he would have died Friday morning. So remember the night before, he would eat and Passover on what, Thursday night, which would actually be Friday night, and then he would be crucified on Friday morning. You can't really get three days and three nights out of that, because you'd have Friday night and then Saturday night, but that's really Sunday night already, see? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it just doesn't work. I mean, the truth is, if, if Jesus died on Friday... Then when he said he had to be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights, he didn't mean that literally. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying it that way. If, if Jesus died on Friday and rose on Sunday, there's not, you can't possibly get three days and three nights there. So when Jesus said in Matthew 12, 38 through 40, as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish three days and three nights, so must the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. He, if, if he just meant, I don't mean it literally, I'm just saying three days and three nights, he could have died on Friday then. But if he meant it, and I think there's a reason, I think he meant it, because he could have just said, as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days, so must the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days. He could have said it that way, but he didn't. He said, as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish three days and three nights, so must the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. He emphasized that. That's why I think Jesus died on what would be Wednesday morning, and then that would be the 14th day, and then, you know, then it, 
mounts out three days and three nights. And what would be Saturday, what would be our Saturday night before Sunday morning, which would be Easter Sunday morning, any time after six o'clock on Saturday night, our Saturday night, that would have been Sunday night. Jesus was already gone. Okay, so he rose on the first day of the week. But but that's how I look at it. When you look at the Jewish calendar, if you, if you know Jewish people, when, when does the Sabbath begin for Jewish people? Friday night. Why? Because that's actually Saturday night. And then the next day, Saturday day. That's Jewish calendar. That's why Passover was in the evening. So Passover, the 14th day of the month, was actually would be a Tuesday evening, and then a, that would be our Tuesday evening, but it would be their Wednesday night, and then the next day would be their Wednesday day would be our day. It was just, it, it, it's a little complicated, but it's not that hard. We're, we're, able to, we're able to figure it out. Well, some of us are able to figure it out. I'm just kidding. <laughs>